Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I should take this gum out of my mouth. That's probably a good call. Congrats on a sober episode. Sober, our first sober episode. What's it going to be? I think I'm like, I like... I'm drunk off of my unfortunate life. Yeah, yeah. A series of un- I am a series. This guy of is also so dramatic right events. now. I know. Of unfortunate events. Did we start recording? Uh huh. Oh great. <laughs> um. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. Welcome to Splat, everyone. Splat, the podcast where me, Brooke, and me, Bridget, talk about Sex in the City, ten years younger and twenty years later. I've gotten this wrong. So many times this week. Sex in the City has <laughs> come up. Explaining it to people. Everywhere. 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 I think this is the first time that Bridget has really experienced it. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, every single place I went, it would either come up organically or I was in a situation where I was like, I have a podcast. And people <laughs> were like, what's it about? And I'd be like, well, it's me and my friend and we're watching Sex in the City and we're talking about it 10 years young, late, 20 Ten years younger. She's got that pitch down. And I was like, "Fuck! I should work on this." Um, and I had I had updated our Instagram profile. I don't know if you noticed this. I did. I, no, no, no. Because when, when I first did it, I said ten years later and twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. And That's I like funny. went back to admire my own work and noticed that. <laughs> That's super funny. Mm, that wasn't true. It's not that. That's wrong. That's wrong. Um, but this podcast is so right. This podcast is so. Right. I met an amazing Australian filmmaker, Jess, who's going to be on the podcast in a couple weeks or months, whenever she wants to be, um, who literally chose New York over L.A. when she moved to America because of Sex in the City. I last night had a 20 minute cab ride talking to someone about Sex in the City, followed by a half an hour roundtable discussion with a bunch of 30 year olds. about Sex in the City and about their favorite moments and also got an amazing guest named Hannah who I'm excited for us to have on. <laughs> um, I'm, we're, recording, we're recording in my office of all things because we had some crazy mishaps this week. As you know, it's this is Saturday um, and not Thursday. Before we get into that though, I have one more Sex in the City encounter. Oh yeah, I was just saying, I'm in my office and we just laugh because oh, my boss just walked by on the balcony and, and like, had a moment. On the balcony. <laughs> Um, but I also had lunch with a, an old Northwestern graduate who I hadn't seen, who was a senior when I was a freshman. And he was telling me that when he came out uh, sophomore or junior year of college, he yeah. thought it was like a rite of gay passage to watch all of Sex and the City. Wow. So he Netflix DVD'd them like consistently to his apartment. That's amazing. And I think it was like. Netflix DVDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. An era. An era. Um, and I think his roommate didn't know he was gay yet and thought he was like 
watching some weird version of porn. That's very funny. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I had to watch it. And this other guy, yeah. Yeah, so much. People are so ready to talk about it and invested and excited and have so many thoughts and feelings about Sex in the City. It has influenced so many people in so many different ways. Uh, I'm so excited to talk to more people about I it. I can't wait. Um, we have... I know we say this, but we have like really a slate of people lined up who are going to start happening as guests. Yeah, we're just waiting until the episodes get a little meatier. I would say like, that's exactly what we're as they say for. in tiny in in title of show how a tiny asteroid is a little meteor. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. I love um, some wordplay because everyone. Uh, well, so Jess, the one I was talking about, was like, "Yeah, I don't really remember anything until season three. Well, it was funny because last night I was talking about how last episode was kind of the perfect crux of this show is both totally outdated in some ways and still totally full of nuggets of goodness in some ways. And I said Susan Sharon and four of the women around the table just knew. They were like, oh, yep, can't believe I know that. Susan Hannah, who, <laughs> I know, Hannah, who I was talking to, who is going to come on, was like, She's just finished rewatching it all for the first time, and she just moved to New York six months Wait, ago. Rewatching it for the first time. Oh, watching it all the, for the first time. No, no, rewatching it all straight through. Her I don't first know, rewatch. I might have misspoken. I might have not meant first. Okay. She might have just rewatched all of it. That's great. But she was she was talking about how, um, she was like basically everything I think about sex and dating comes from this show. Yeah, me I too. can't wait to have her on. Me too. And I love that this show this podcast and this show like let us meet people and I know we're I'm we're gonna meet so many people it's so exciting it's very exciting um so technical difficulties yeah sorry it's Saturday splatter day splatter day we're making that we're a thing. making that a thing welcome to the first ever splatter day uh because it's so funny if we had just recorded on, on Sunday, Sunday instead of being like Maybe we'll just do it. Hang out. It would have been fine. But then, well, no, the SD card. The SD card, but we would have figured it out and done it Tuesday. So we were going to record. We usually record on Sunday or Tuesday. Those are like our days. Uh, Sunday, I was staying in Brooklyn and Bridget was in Brooklyn. And we were like, we don't really, we're tired. Let's hang out. Also, we do so much podcast business. Let's just, just be friends. We just wanted to be friends. So we didn't record. And we were like, I was like, I'll give you the equipment. I'll come over Tuesday after work. And we'll record. She did. And our SD card didn't work. Our SD card didn't work. And then we were like, okay, we'll record Wednesday after, after work. work. And then you guys. This is the tragedy of it all. A water bottle unleaked, opened, un unearthed in my backpack Wednesday morning and decimated my computer. Literally it, made it decay from the inside. It drowned itself in my backpack. Uh, and I spent four hours uh going between the apple store and the best buy and then the next day i spent another hour and a half to two hours going up and down the best, loves buy. the best buy i became very good friends with the apple consultant at the best buy his name is pacino he's currently in oh, london visiting his family their request was m&ms i was leaving the store yesterday and he was like i'll be back next friday and i was like i hope i'm, I not. Hope I'm not um but it, you do have to go back tomorrow. So. I do have to go back tomorrow. I was going to go back. To, I had to go back today to pick up my old computer to see if they could reco uh, recover my hard drive. But the, the Best Buy on the Upper West Side that I've been going to doesn't have the right adapter. So I have to go to the one on 44th and 5th. Oh, that's handy. I also had to go to the one in Union Square to pick up this adapter because, guys, the new Macs don't have US USBs. UCBs kill me. <laughs> they don't have USBs or SD cards or HDMI. All of which are essential to our Essential to this podcast. Essential to my life. 
Um, and then the worst part was that we ordered it. I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to pick it up. I get to the store. They're like, oh, it's not going to be here till next Wednesday. And I was like, that is unexpected. That's not I was an like, option. And I work in customer service. So I was yeah. like, I didn't want to get, I wasn't mad at this, this poor woman. I was like, right. I, I, I can't, I, 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 I need a computer. I, I, this was my breaking point. And I like went over to Pacino and I was like, Pacino, Pacino what can we me. do? And he got me the computer that came out two weeks ago instead of the one that I originally had bought a year that came out in January. Pacino came through. For the same price. Damn. He got me $100 off. Um, Hell he yeah. really walks me through the whole, all my dumb questions. Uh, so he's our guy. Pacino's the man. If anyone needs to hit up Best Buy on the Upper West Side, find Pacino. He'll be back next Friday. Pacino. He will be back from London. Um, with Ask candy. him how his trip was. Ask him how his trip was and how his family out. is. So funny. He was so nice. And then I had to go to the Geek Squad and he was like, the woman working at the Geek Squad is a bitch. I'll take you down and we'll wow. talk to And I was like, Pacino. <laughs> Babysitting you. The homie. Um, yeah, I've had a really rough week. It's been a roller coaster, but we're delighted. It's Friday afternoon, Friday evening. The week is finished. The week is we finished. are recording. We're going to go see the beautiful Indecent tonight. And then you're going to have a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to edit today in the when morning. You listen to it. And Saturday morning. Here's the thing, though. Tell me. No matter how crazy this week has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There what? is something that has made it all worth it. I don't even know. I, I know I don't know. Both of us I'm are doing flippy arms. So can I take? Can you go back in that pose? <laughs> <laughs> We're also surrounded by. You're right under the Beauty and the Beast poster in this office. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been saying, or at least we posted once today, that um, we have some exciting news and exciting announcement. But we have been communally freaking out for about three, four days now because. We have been picked up by the amazing ACAST. We've got producers, you guys. They are an incredible company located out of Stockholm um, who do podcasts That's globally. Cr- it's just I so know. crazy. It, all of it's crazy. We can't believe it. But they're going to pick us up and produce us and promote us and put us out in the world and legitimize us in and ways we could not do for ourselves. So like other the people other than my immediate family will be listening to this exactly. podcast. Although, and whoever you sweet friends of ours are. Yeah. And uh, like friends both in real life and on this podcast, you know? Yeah. All the people who've come this far with us. You guys are the originals at this point. Yeah, you're the OGs. We're about to hit a new era. A new era. And we can't believe it. And we're so We just excited. signed a contract. We just signed a <laughs> We had a conference call. We had a Shout conference out call. to Taylor Dalton, my um, longtime friend and also our, our hookup at ACAST. Producer. Who, our producer who made this all happen and who is the loveliest, I best have, ever. I have to admit I didn't know how a conference call worked i texted bridget frantically being like very cute do i call do they call how do i get on a conference call i'm an actor and i don't know what this is (laughs) taylor and i were like i was like i can provide a line but i'm sure you have one and she wrote back with one and then brooke was like so do i call it or does it call me (laughs) just very cute and then i was like oh it's a three-way call like in middle school it was it was amazing so that's crazy we'll keep you guys updated on what that means from here it doesn't it won't really change anything for your listening ears at this point but eventually there may, there will be some changes coming within a few months and some, some ads there will be some ads we'll see it's not going to happen for about a month or two so your ears are are safe for now and then you'll get the joy of finding out what um 
Dads are going to... Brooke is building us a website because uh, she's made I'm convinced that my computer killed itself because I was yelling at it so much about Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> like, this isn't how this works. <laughs> I will say my new computer is beautiful. It's beautiful. I can't believe that there is no disk drive, no USB, no... Any. Also, it doesn't tell you when it's charging yeah, because it, Brooke thought she charged it and I, it wasn't. And, and here she is at 23%, so... Hold on to your hats, folks. Anyway, we still can't believe it. Acast, look them up. Also, if you're interested, they have a really cool app um, that you can listen to all your favorite podcasts on. But they do something called Bling, where there are additional photos and movies sometimes that come up through their app. Um, And some of that we may be able to translate to iTunes too. But we're super psyched because this show has so much fashion and things like that in it that we'll be able to bling out our podcast with. Uh, for you when you're listening we can't fucking wait it's unreal I mean it's totally unreal that we're 14 episodes in and someone is going to take us seriously and make us happen someone believes in us someone believes in us and I think and we believe in and we believe in ourselves I just need to say that I'm in like a little bit of heaven right now I'm sitting (laughs) in a room surround like covered in Broadway posters I'm staring at the producers which is ironic I'm sitting under Miss Saigon which is so many good ones I mean like it really is quite a good a good room of posters and there's a gorgeous my building or my office is on the 18th floor so we have a lovely view of Midtown Manhattan this is by far the most elegant recording we've ever done because it's not in one of our living rooms but also, Acast is going to have a brand new studio we can take guests into. Guys, we cannot even believe that someone is trusting us and wanting us to do this for real because it's such a fucking dream. We can't wait. Should we dive into the episode? Let's dive in. So this is episode 203. The Freak Show. The Freak Show. You guys, <laughs> sometimes they'll like pick a stick and boy is it weird. Boy, do they run with it hard, and is it intense. Um, Carrie opens this episode by comparing a first date to immigration, <laughs> which is a little much, I must say. Yeah. It's a let that, like, bars in Lower Manhattan on a date night is Ellis Island. It's It seems like a bit of a stretch, and it also seems like a bit um, complicated of a connection to make, but 20 years ago... Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Carrie was like, oh, Samantha doesn't believe in the first date. And I said, I hate first dates. Yeah. I've been going on a lot of first you dates. Have. And they are the worst. Yeah. She believes in sex after the first date, though, which is, I guess, what she does. First dates are worth it if you get to have the sex after. And she's back on the market. It's just like yeah. we're back into some Samantha town. Because we have no idea how much time has passed. Nope. Still. Never. I guess like in most TV shows, you don't have no have any idea how much time has passed. But I guess with... Well, there I've are never, often markers, maybe. Or maybe it doesn't matter But I've much. never thought about it because they're not all so much about dating. Right. And I feel right. like it's amount about of time dating someone yeah. is like significant to like... What's happening in the relationship. An observer of a relationship. Right. So she goes with this guy Samantha who she's on a first date with up to his apartment because he has a view I was like having a view is such a sneaky move sneaky sneaky being like you should come over and look at my that's how I got you here to record (laughs) with my view that we both just (laughs) gestured at and no one could see us (laughs) we could put that on the bling that's true (laughs) is that what it's called bling I think it's called bling yeah which works I mean works for us Oh, when he talks about how he's, like, guilty often of sexual harassment. 
they have this really weird sexual fantasy back and forth where he talks about being a sexual harasser. Because he's a, he's a litigator? Yeah, I think so. And he focuses on sexual harassment It's suits. very strange. It's like a weird, not sexy thing at all. And, and then he calls her old. Ugh, which is Samantha's like literal, f- like yeah, her she, foil. She freaks. You know, leaks. I love when Samantha gets triggered. <laughs> oh, she sur- sure turns into something. So then she finds this man bound. I'm confused. He is like full. Like, like how did he bind himself? How did he bind yeah. himself? He's in chains. He is cuffed. It is 50 shades of, of gray. They call it a cedar-lined den of iniquity. And I say the phrase den of iniquity all the time and kind of thought for a long time I'd maybe made it up because people would <laughs> always look at me weirdly when I said it. But it's such a good phrase and I love that she uses it. But basically he has this closet that's like a BDSM it's closet. Tiny. It's tiny. And he has managed to tie himself. He is, he has ha- both hands. The, he's got chains around, around his, his body. body. He's making this crazy face right now. He's also got like handcuffs hanging, lots of chains. Lots of. Two and chains. He, and he, without any conversation except for this weird sexual harassment foreplay is like slap me hit me do all this stuff which is a lot to ask of a brand new partner you've never met before come on slap me hard and sam's like what the fuck gotta be kidding come on slap Slap me me hard hard. i also said i was a little disappointed we didn't see the view i kind of wanted to know how pretty it was oh yeah um which like opens up the here we go the theme of the episode which is men who are freaks well yes. everyone is freak but everyone mostly being men a freak, but for them they're focusing on how there isn't like a single normal man left who isn't a freak so they're all at dinner at this restaurant that samantha's throwing a party at and i need to ask you is charlotte with them charlotte comes oh that's right but can we just talk about how carrie is sitting there eating a lemon <laughs> like yeah. full nibbling that's, on a lemon i like, didn't notice but to be honest that's something i would kind of do Nibble on. I would have like I would like post water, but there's no water. She's just like she's just eating a lemon. She's just eating a lemon, like from the shrimp cocktail. That's super weird. Like if it's in in my water, I'll like maybe. Or I'll do that like in my kitchen sometimes. But they're like at a nice restaurant. (laughs) It's very strange. So Charlotte shows up with because she has just found a guy in the bar, right? Mitchell Sailor, who she really likes. And Samantha's like, oh, I know him. He's Mr. Pussy. Mr. Pussy and Charlotte hates it charlotte hates oral sex well she also she hates the word pussy she's afraid of oral sex which i don't think is actually something that's super uncommon we've talked about this before a little bit i also love how they're like all sitting at dinner and then they're like excuse me we need to go to the bathroom all four of us like are why, going to abandon the table why can't we just all sit at the table and have this conversation because <laughs> they need to talk about pussy i love how much this show owns using pussy yes. we've been talking about this since the beginning they just like they're unafraid of using like it's a great fucking word it's a great word pussy and charlotte is really not into the idea of any of it and she thinks it's gross and samantha's like no no the whole point is to have this is to have someone go down on you it's the best thing it's amazing and he's the best at it yeah, which, like, remember Miranda in the first, like, couple episodes was like, I only give head to get head. Yeah. And then some girl comes out of the bathroom and is like, I dated him for a month. He's unbelievable. You must be talking about Mitch Shepard. He was so good. Mitch I, Saylor. Mitch oh, Saylor. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wreck it. Old school um, devocations. Mitch Bricklayer. Mitch. I'm just never <laughs> going to be able to keep it straight. So, Mitch Saylor. Tony Award winner Cynthia Nixon looks so beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> okay. Everyone who I've been talking to also just like loves 
Tony Miranda. Award winner Cynthia Nixon. Yes. She is, and the role she plays. Yeah, in because this show. as you're older, you realize that Miranda's the one. Also, the good one. Every yeah. time we look at Mitch Saylor, he's like eating Licking an oyster or like or... doing something gross with his mouth that like implies that he's good at eating pussy. But I'm like, if I watched Ooh. you eat that oyster, I'd be like, excuse me, um, bye, bye. He like doesn't so, really talk very much. No, well that's kind of we cut we cut we discover that a little later. Sure. So then, well, I, yeah. So Carrie now goes on a series of dates, a first date with like these series of freaks. It's is she the the trope the very heavy handed trope of this in this episode is. My phone just responded because I said series of freaks and it thought I said hey Siri freaks. There it did it again. Yeah. <laughs> wow, good. Um. She makes them, it's like a, it's like a carnival and there's weird carnival music and she makes them into like, you know, the, the bearded woman, except it's like the man who smokes in a fancy restaurant. Or or, what was he? The guy, the man with two, and then the next guy's the man with two faces because they're at a movie and he starts like yelling at the man behind him. Which you know what's is funny? I was watching this scene. I was like, that extra is like very close to them. (laughs) That's really funny. And then this guy starts yelling about how he's in his business. Chewing him out. I almost said eating him out, but. (laughs) Not quite. That would be. That that's, would be different. That's later. And I wrote, oh, get it? Like a freak show. <laughs> right. When the carnival music came on, I was like, ah, oh, yes, I missed the setup for Can this Can we put in trope. like a second of this carnival music Definitely. right here? Just so <laughs> We have another guy who's a broker. He had made $2 million last year. He is, he's so wealthy. They had a great dinner. And then he steals book and his trope is... The man who steals cheap used books for no reason. And now we break the fourth wall. Right. Well, there's like a weird, they like do weird spinny around. Everything is slow-mo and weird. Oh my gosh. She speaks directly into the camera. Apparently the men in the world devolved since the last time I visited. Um, And and I I was going to ask you about this. I know you're not not really. Yeah, I haven't really visited the world of dating. The dating pool. But I feel like. You have. You're the person to talk about this. You've literally just gone on a bunch of first dates. Yeah. I mean, men are freaks. Guys are freaks. I think kind of all of us are, though. We're all freaks. I'm a freak. I'm, I'm a total freak. The more that it's revealed about me. I, I had that fear because I was like, I remember there was a guy. It's it's different now because we have Instagram. So this so this British guy that I went on a couple dates with, I hope he doesn't listen. He's the only one, I think, who knows the name of the podcast of the boys. Well, if he does, here's a shout out right to him. So he is super lovely. He was lovely. Just not for me. Yeah. Um, but he, when I looked to, sorry, sorry, if you're listening, um, I went to his Instagram. Well, first I had to figure out his last name. Right. Takes a minute. Takes a minute because of the bumble aspect of it. But I was like going through his Instagram and I was like, Oh, he's kind of like lame. Like that. Like, I feel like, that's our, our version of this is uh, not of this, but like not of, discovering of revealing date, a freak but, yeah. or revealing a secret or a skeleton in the closet is that is like a social media. And then I was talking mm. about it, I was like, if he found my Instagram, it would be like, right. I was like, I don't have skeletons in my closet so much as I have like a kick line of dancing cats. Right. You know, right. Like I got multiple texts yesterday when cats posted their closing notice. Of course you did. So like, that's not something I want to like lead with. Like that's something that no. you get endeared to. But we've talked about this before on the pod. Stuff like what that the kind of um, transition period that you get to when you're dating someone or in a relationship where you start to be like, how do I ease into 
the person who I really am that I was maybe afraid to show some of these parts or well yeah I mean I guess I could talk about this I could talk about this now I just got like I just had like a roller coaster of an experience like a way up way way down down. and I was like my first I had a very carry reaction where I was like what did I do am I too much or am I not enough like what 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 did I do that made him like completely like three 180 360 right back full circle right back 180 and I was like no that doesn't make any sense like he's got his own like freaky business and that's the hard work is realizing that I think so many people get stuck on the what did I do and when you're like there's a whole other human person involved here who made bad choices well and and I feel like as the woman too I was like yeah I did the onus is on us to figure out like if we weren't xyz enough or if we were too much of something else it was very confusing i got over it very quickly which good news also always nice to be shown someone's true colors i like always was waiting for the other shoe to drop it was a little too good to be true it was a little too good to be true i was i i I did have that vibe about him um but it's just nice when something's nice well i I also also was very encouraging everyone was very encouraging (laughs) because this was the first time in like two years that i've actually liked someone and so everyone was like i especially was like i'm not an emotional robot i am capable of human emotion i was not in love with this person no Um, but but i was like for the first time in forever if you will uh, i will i was like okay i i was like great spark so that is my takeaway uh, Which is the best takeaway possible but from we have, fucking you over. Taxi? Taxi for this one? <laughs> taxi for this one? Taxi for this one. <laughs> and off he goes. And off he's gone. Where'd he go? Oh, oh bye. He's in a taxi. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so she's dealing with the facts that the fact that all these men seem to have something wrong with them. Something wrong with them. Like digging for something. One fatal flaw. Which is, I think, such a simplification of human nature. And it's an interesting way to um, approach this. But it's a good writing trope for this episode. I think all, I think all people are freaks. And I totally. think the freakiest people are the best. I, I mean, like. Because what does, I mean, in freak in this, in this episode means something that's like a little off or a little wrong. But I think the extrapolated idea is that like people are weird we're all fucking weird like normal is kind of a concept that doesn't really exist Mm -hmm. and it's just like whether you find those compatible weirdnesses that like work for you and sometimes people are truly weird and it doesn't work for you in whatever way and that goes for people with me I'm sure sometimes you know like I'm so weird but (laughs) for anyone who's watched Riverdale out there I'm just thinking about Cole Sprouse going I'm a weirdo I wear this hat all the time. That's weird. That's hilarious. You know like, who else is monologue. a weird derp? KJ Appa. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> KJ Appa. Who we've decided is a friend of the podcast. Well, now no mention him what. at every episode. So if you, happen, if you happen to know KJ. Um, Which I'm sure most of you do. <laughs> he's just so funny on Instagram. Wait, we, because Charlotte. Oh, when she. Um, Charlotte is with Mr. Pussy and she orgasms often and and then increasingly so. It's so funny because she's so hesitant at first and then she is a convert. That night, Charlotte came harder than she ever had before. That is, until Tuesday. Oh yes, oh yes, Wednesday. Oh, yes. Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Friday. Oh God, oh God. That night, Charlotte saw God seven times. For laughs to Episcopalian, it was a very good Friday. When she, like, has the biggest orgasm she's ever had on Monday, and she goes, ah. 
And then on Tuesday, she's like, ah, ah. <laughs> and then it's so funny. I feel like, didn't Charlotte have the biggest orgasm of her life like a couple episodes yeah, ago, too? Yeah, I think too? so, probably. I forget what... Um, when it was that's a great time though to be one-upping your own personal she's best 18 orgasm. he goes down on her and she starts like <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it funny tickles. she's so goofy and it's about like it. you're 30 years old you know what it feels like to have a tongue on your clitoris well, i mean she doesn't like it though sorry dad hey there it is he also act- can i just say really fast yeah. when we're talking about one of the guys earlier and his flaw smoking in the restaurant she talks about smoking over a 12 dollar pasta and how egregious that was and i was like wow i wish pasta was Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars is a cheap plate a cheap, of pasta. A cheap, nice ass plate of pasta. Once you have tip and a glass of wine and man. four glasses of wine, or wh- which a we're bottle. probably gonna go do after the show, right? Yeah, or before because we need for dinner. Depends on the time. Uh, it does depend on the time. Um, I will say that all the dresses that Charlotte is wearing in this orgasm medley um, are amazing. They are, and she, but she, it's interesting to wear so much. Oh, uh, clothing in bed. <laughs> Charlotte's all got there. The whole the whole thing of it is is great. I think um, the Episcopalian. She's yeah. ready to join the circus. But my question about this whole relationship thing is like, do they not have sex after? I feel like usually, right? Oral, especially on a woman, is usually sort of the gateway drug to right. sex. Right. Or it's the like, oral and oral in general is. Yeah, it's like I a, would agree, but we a, don't see that a pregame. Yeah, that's why I'm like maybe they foreplay. Or, I mean, it it is maybe more intense than foreplay, but it seems like foreplay, too, eventually having sex, which we don't ever see them do, but I assume. I hope for her. So Carrie is, like, done dating guys, of course, the minute this happens. She she's a meet-cute on the fucking Bethesda fountain It is. It's in a meet-cute. I wrote that down, too. Meet-cute. Too cute. And they have this whole discussion about how both of them aren't dating anyone. He's like, I, I gave it up because, you know, women are crazy, which is, you're like, oh, Men also have similar feelings about dating and about women that women have about men sometimes. Ben. It's like instant instant attraction. And then they go, this is pretty cute. They talk for a bit and then and they talk about the hopelessness of the dating scene and mm-hmm. then they go on a not date. Yeah, he got progressively cuter. Yes, he did. As the episode went on. Because he starts as like he's pretty bookish and like nerdy and not particularly... Well, he's a writer. And I was like, well, Carrie, I think needs, maybe needs the stimulation of someone who understands. I was, I've been thinking about this too. This episode is all about me. Uh, of course it is. Like, do I need to date an actor? Like, do I need to date someone creative? Like, right. does Carrie, like, is that, was that a problem that we think came up with Big? Like, Interesting. I think maybe it'll help. Big to me, I don't, I have trouble comparing anything to that because that's just the way that it exists for her. Is so I mean, like, well, I don't really know that how any of it works. But for like, her. she can connect to the Yankee, right? That's true. I think. I mean, I don't know. As artistic people, I think it helps a lot when someone is artistic, whether mm-hmm. or not. I mean, I think it can be complicated if they like do the thing you do, right? But it helps a lot to run in that world. I feel like writers are maybe different than actors, but the similar vibes and similar, similar like you end up. Um, your your energies are working towards something similar, I think, when you do that. Or when you have two people, like a writer and an actor, for example. Yeah. So they they give each other our numbers. They're unlisted phone numbers. <laughs> two complete strangers. Um, It's very organic. It's very Whole Foods. It's very... Um, it's very Whole Foods. And... And then across town. Of course. Which is a trope I didn't realize was... Um, they use that a lot. All the time. Meanwhile, across, across town, town. Yeah. Which like Samantha oftentimes does. can be said of <laughs> of Bridget and me. 
And we just got another another drive by out the window <laughs> from my boss on the 18th floor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Samantha runs into an old friend and she's like, wow, your face looks amazing. And the friend tells her this whole thing about how she basically ate as much as she wanted and then had fat from her ass put into her face. Yeah. And Samantha's obsessed because she got called old. So, of course, now she's working to do everything she can to counteract that. Because someone called her old, and so now she needs to fight time. Mm-hmm. Also, I was going to ask um, – oh, wait. Maybe we're not into this yet. Oh, yeah. So so we see their non-date. And their non-kiss. And then they have a non-kiss, which She's is very like, cute. There's nothing not about it. It's super, <laughs> super cute. And they have – the trees are all lit up behind them. It must be kind of Christmas. She's wearing this city. coat. It's probably like a November maybe. Sure, sure. And they have a sweet <laughs> non-kiss that's a, clearly a very real kiss. And and then... Then the ladies are all together. A, a week, week and, and three non-dates later. later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. Um, um, so Samantha's telling him that, <laughs> that she's, she's going <laughs> to have her ass fat put into her She's wearing face. a girdle and she just like lifts up her skirt and is in this girdle and she's like... And all of them are like, oh, you look so good. And she's like, ooh, I had sex in it too. And I was like... Because so, there's a hole in it. It's like wearing Spanx. She's basically, basically wearing Spanx. Yeah. And she's going to have fat put into her face. That's a girdle with a hole, a Sarah Jessica Parker says. Um... um and Carrie's also like wearing these like rainbow socks. They're, They're truly toe socks awful. that go all the way up to her knees. I hate them. <laughs> it's weird. I owned them. Also, yeah, those aren't those aren't comfortable. I find toe personally. socks. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't love that feeling. I mean, I liked them when I was ten. Right. I can't imagine lounging around my house in them though. So, um, well, who says it? I think it's Miranda. It's very funny. Yeah, we Charlotte's a total convert. Yeah. To Mr. Pussy. And you can't fall in love with Mr. Pussy. You enjoy him and you and set, set him, him free. free. That's Samantha. Because Charlotte's like, I want to marry him. And they're all the rest of them. I mean, it's so funny how fast she went from, I, no, I don't like pussy and I, the word pussy and I don't like having oral sex. Do you even fuck? Yeah. Do you even, have you guys had dinner together? Have you seen a play? Anything that made me laugh. Um, I love how like Samantha goes over and, and like drapes, drapes her legs. Her legs. Over Carrie. It's very sweet. This is I think we're like getting into the meat of it. But I forget who says it, but they're like Charlotte's not having a relationship. She's having multiple orgasms. Of course it's Miranda. So then Carrie, a week into this relationship with Ben, is like, I'm gonna set Miranda up with his friend. And who this she knows guy nothing about. Is weird. This is an interest I was gonna say, would this be a deal breaker for you? No. Well, <laughs> Not that the, that so this guy has never left hasn't left they Manhattan call him, yeah. in ten years. They call him Manhattan guy. And not only has he not left, he has absolutely no interest in it. He thinks it's crazy to leave because you can get everything in Manhattan. I don't agree with that. I don't either. I have to escape you the island. You can't get like country in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, we've got some lovely parks, but there's nothing like not being in the city. There's nothing like summer in the city, but also summer in Connecticut or, or in yeah. Brooklyn even. Anywhere. Yeah. Listen. Well, I mean, it depends because if like a guy or a human like hadn't left the city because of they didn't have the means to leave the city. Right. That's one that's thing. That's one thing. This like. Well, there's I'd, I'd say, too, that like the the not wanting to leave Manhattan part is one thing. That in and of itself is not the deal breaker for me. The deal breaker is the total obstinance and the total 
unwillingness to like even consider it, you know, because that's just uninteresting to me. It's like, okay, you, you've decided you're this person and clearly, I mean, so why would I try and insert myself into the world? You've, yeah, you have no interest in like changing your mind or thinking or being open I to ideas. I feel like so much of the time I'm trying to convince people to come to Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's me. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, not just you, but like. You would love Manhattan. Like, oh, yeah. Come, come, Me come. Too. Like, a bunch of friends, like, people. We met someone at this concert last night in Covey Co- Park um, who was from North Carolina, but I looked like she already lived in Brooklyn and was a filmmaker, so she and my sister had this whole conversation, and I was like, you should move here. <laughs> she was like, I think I will. And Miranda's like, well, he's a freak. And I'm out. You can tell everything by who their friends are ironic because, like, Miranda's, like, aggressive. But they have this thing that I think is so... So Miranda leaves the double date. She literally dips out but to they go have feed a, her cat. A, no, that's a code. Oh, I know. So whenever they were at parties, like, old or, like, out, like, I guess, presumably... There it is. When they were our age, mm-hmm. like, they'd be out and they'd be like, I think I have to go feed my cat. Which and was then code to leave. To leave. And, and Mer- fuck... My cat, Sam, yeah. It's like what my mom does to me. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, but Rob, Alec, Brooke. Um, but Carrie is like, no, you fed your cat. Which like, fuck that. Fuck that. You Bail know. your friend out. Bitch, you know the code. Yeah, but, that's rude. But I feel like Carrie's one of those girls where like, you're in love. If she's like in a relationship, everyone she else wants, yeah. wants to be in she a relationship. Wants it. Yeah. One of the lovely people that I met on, um, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Nope. Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow, Happy different days. days. Yeah. <laughs> on Wednesday. It's been a long ass it's week, It's been friends. a very long week. But on Wednesday when I was at this like group, I was with this like group of artists um, thing, like helping with the reading of a thing. Um, and one of them has this show coming out and she was like, everyone understands. Like she was like, she's like in her mid thirties and was like, everyone is one of these two characters. And I, everyone has either been like left mm. By a friend for a relationship or has been the friend who's left someone for mm. like a friend for a relationship. Right. And I was like, I'm 10 years younger than you and I can totally relate to that. Like maybe a microcosmic level, like my friends aren't getting married. Right. But I was like, but that feeling of she's going to be on the podcast. She's very cool. Her name is Rachel. We keep saying this and we promise like these people will actually be on the podcast. I have a list of their especially emails. Especially now that we're legit and have studio space guys did you remember we have producers we got picked up by a cast it's happening it's happening expect us to maybe talk about it a lot for the short term because we're freaking out we're freaking out i literally we we spend a lot of time sending each other gifs back and forth <laughs> i mean we do that all the time anyway but <laughs> this time it was worth it we're gonna find some champagne tonight champagne champagne um so ben and carrie are a hooking up. Hooking up. And Carrie's like, why are you a freak? Like, what's Is there anything about weird I should know about you? This was one of those ends to an episode where th- I actually ended up liking it more than I expected to by the final, by the actual wrap up. But this is one of those like, Carrie, you fuckhead. You fuckhead. He like reveals, he was like, I got drunk and I got this Tweety Bird tattoo. Which is pretty funny, but pretty cute. I got very angry because Carrie's like, I was scrappy. And I'm like, bitch. You are not scrappy. I wrote, I'm scrappy. <laughs> Carrie is scrappy. <laughs> scrappy as if. Yeah. At, the lifestyle she lives is no part of it is scrappy. Yeah. We begin the fall, you know, like Samantha has a fall because they make then. So so they have a wonderful night together and it just seems like they really found each other on the street and they're a good pair. And Carrie's flaw, mind you. 
is that she has three stitches on her leg. Oh, yeah. That's she's what she not tells perfect. him. That's like, what she bitch, tells you've got him. a lot of flaws. Yeah. You just have no self-awareness or And then they make love. Them. And it's amazing. I love how she calls it making love. Yeah, me too. She What does she call him? She gives him a carnival name too. The amazing tattooed man. Right. And Charlotte is now on at dinner with Mr. Pussy, and he doesn't speak at all. And she tries to to talk to him, and he just has absolutely nothing to say. She's like, I went to camp. Did you go to camp? And he's, he's just, like, nodding. Nods. He's also not particularly cute, I no, must say. No, no. But I got to say. His eyes are very close to together. If your skill is being wicked good at eating pussy. Wicked good at eating pussy, but. One of my, Wait. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite. Um, I love Bo Burnham, like, deeply. And Wait, ha- have was, we never talked about this? No, but literally it was on his... Uh, he's got... He got hot. Oh, he's so hot. He, I've always thought he was. He... Bo Burnham is, like, one of my ultimate ultimates. But in, in What, which is, I think, my favorite of his Netflix specials, he reads some of his poems. And one of them is... I'm butchering it completely. But one of them is, like... Um, crisp fall morning, the streets dividing the town into equal grid-like formats, and me eating that pussy baby. (laughs) (laughs) I've destroyed it, but that, I think of that line all the time without context, eating that pussy baby. (laughs) Do you? I do. I do. So I had to give you the context before I just said it, because that's what Mr. Pussy's good at, eating that pussy baby. (laughs) Eating that pussy baby. Anyway, so it's clear that I hate this scene. Oh, yeah. So he doesn't talk, but when he starts kiwi? eating something. Uh, oh, it's so And it's gross. such a weird, gross close-up oh, of him, fig. like, smushing it in his mouth and smearing it all over. And it's, I got to say, there's not anything remotely sexy about it. But Charlotte. I'm gagging. Yeah. <laughs> literal open mouth, tongue out gag over there. Uh I hate so, this scene. Makes me sad. It makes me really. I sad. hate the plastic, the the like trope of the plastic surgery pen. Yeah. So Samantha goes to talk to this like very expensive doctor about her like getting her ass in her face, and he's like, "In five years, we can help your breasts, and we can do the rest of the tummy tuck." And in uh, ten years, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do that, and then he gets called, and then she looks into the mirror. So he's drawn oh lipo. So he's drawn all over her with these suggestions for how he's eventually gonna have to fix her body, and then she looks in the mirror, and she looks. It I mean, just feels scary. so degrading. It's sad. She's like naked in this doctor's office and he's drawn like the body, the this, ideal this body on her. Samantha's arc this episode is dark. It's very dark. She just like starts sobbing because she yeah. looks like a clown. She does. Well, she has red. Also, they like the way that the show has done it. It's like her. It looks like a smiling face. Yeah, it's very weird. It's so sad and because she she's really hot. Starts. She's so. She's got a better hot. body than I do. She is still so hot, and she's what like really for real in her sixties now. Yeah, it's just so sad. It's so sad. And would also you ever get sad? plastic surgery? I don't think so. The only thing I've I've literally thought about is. Um, it's crossed my mind, a boob job, only because they're so little. Mara, my sister, thought about the opposite in high school. I thought about getting a reduction. Yeah, she thought about it too, which that makes a lot. Things like a a boob reduction is different because often people do that for like back pain reasons Mm -hmm. or like posture, you know, real stuff. I uh, definitely not me. And I, you, you joked the other day that I sent you a Snapchat with a face mask on and you were like, Where'd she get that? Bridget did not buy that for herself, <laughs> which is true. So if I don't buy a face mask for myself, can you imagine spending thousands of dollars on like body augmentation? No. No chance. Would you? Just reduction that you thought about. 
Nina me. Nina Maybe. <laughs> You're like, this whole face. <laughs> what do you think this came from? No. <laughs> you think this nose is a natural nose? It is. <laughs> My whole You're family right. has it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you think these teeth happened this way naturally? Didn't even have. <laughs> they did. No braces here. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I am all natural. Fucking Carrie. Fucking Carrie. Fucking Carrie. So Ben. Cannot accept. Ben the amazing tattooed man. Tattooed man. The tattooed man. He goes to his little soccer game and she's like. Which is cute. As hell. And he tells her to stay. Yeah. Which I think is kind of weird. This is a repeat though. It's of of the Charlotte. I I mean the Miranda Miranda episode where she's left in her apartment after a night with a guy she likes. Okay. So I have a question for you. And they're sneaky fucking So this is a week and three non-dates in. Maybe a little bit more. Right. So two weeks maybe three sure um i don't know if i would feel comfortable just like hanging in a dude's apartment also what if i want coffee i'm prone to locking myself out of places that's true (laughs) well i would hope he'd have a coffee maker to be honest that's gonna be a big one for me Mm, but that aside i don't know either i mean in some ways it's sweet because it's like he's like i gotta go do this thing but i'd love to spend more time with you um, and if I had a schedule like Carrie's, which seems to have absolutely no obligations <laughs> except stuff like staying in bed, uh, I'd probably well, maybe fucking do it. Maybe it's a Sunday. It seems like it's a Sunday. I believe it. Well, he's a writer too. That's true. Um, so she starts rifling through his well, shit. She just gets to this point where she's like, he must be a freak too. Instead of just settle, settling, listening to her instincts, enjoying the things she has. Well, she does listen to her instincts. Well, she goes looking for, I don't I know. Wrote, I wrote, ugh. Didn't we learn from Miranda? I know, from Miranda being a sneaky sneak. Oh, but that was fun. That thing. was a funnier one. Because she found his porn. But then Carrie. she confronted him in a terrible way, and it all went sour. Carrie finds his box. And she's like, she's, maybe there's an old... She, and she's smoking in his apartment. She gets in... Well, that, I think they all do that. I know. It's That's just 1999. It's just surprising every time. Um, we smoke in apartments, just not cigarettes. But conventionally... <laughs> Cigarette smoke sticks around and smells terrible. You're right. It sticks to the furniture. It does. And if you're not a smoker, maybe you don't want your new girlfriend smoking in your apartment oh. while she goes through all of your shit. And he comes back. As and she's, she's like, trying to with force. An, with an envelope, a paper opener. Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, a paper opener. And a, a, um, a letter opener. There it is. Which, like, if this box doesn't open But it also, like, you, opens makes so easily. Well, maybe he knows the trick. Yeah, it slides open. And it's, and it's full of, like, Cub Scout shit. Which is like, why do you have that as an adult man? An adult man? Yeah. I don't know. Cub Scouts are intense. Maybe he went all the way through to being an I was on the train today at 5 a.m. with, like, a bunch of Girl Scouts who looked like they were oh, 16. And I was like, are Girl What's Scouts happening? this old? They can be. It's weird. Were you ever a Girl Scout? I was a brownie. I was a Girl Scout. Till when Brad got scared. Wow. Uh-huh, money penny, my martini. Excuse me. <laughs> I got to go. Bye. Okay. All of that, every part of it, I didn't know what was happening. It was just a sensible rent reference. Oh, of course. A poster that is not in known. this room. No, but there really are so many good ones. Yes, I was a brownie, but I didn't make it to the Girl Scouts. I were you? loved Girl Scouts. Of course you were a Girl Scout. Not for super long, but I did have my years. It was an intense time. Do you have a picture? I'm not sure I do, but I bet you I could find one if I ruffled back far enough. Let's ruffle later. Let's ruffle later. Uh, the one thing though, is that I actually kind of like the way that the episode wraps up because the, the thing that happens, so she, so she's caught in the act and he's like, I thought, I really thought you were a normal one. And it's like, Oh, Carrie's the freak. 
Carrie spent this whole episode judging other people and putting men off. And then in she so clearly is that person to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think the bigger thing to be extrapolated is what we were talking about, which is like everyone's a little freaky. And also if you boil people down to those those things, like of course you're never going to find someone or be happy. Everyone is going to have something. Yeah. And if you go fucking looking through all their shit, looking for the thing that's going to make you be like, oh, guess I can't be with you, then obviously you're not going to be with them. (laughs) What do you think, if I were to look through your room, what would be the closest thing I could find? Interesting. To? In my room, specifically. Or your apartment. I think that... Um, What was I going to say? Oh, well, I mean... I don't know if I have that you could find my vibrator, but that's not very exciting. Everyone has a vibrator. Exactly. That's what I mean. I don't think I have that many like physical objects you'd find in my room that would that would be like gasp. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think I do either. And but are you you mean specifically like from the perspective of like say I was dating someone and like they a went new through person. my yeah like if if yeah, this if like I were to bring a boy home and he were to be like oh what's this I do have Kegel Kegel balls oh that's that's funny too because your play last summer that's why I have them. oh they're from that Anna gave them all I have never used them I'm sorry Anna they're sitting okay. in a box on my shelf seems like an intense thing to like be like oh and now kegel it's my, beads. Ma- kegel now it's my beads. kegel time yeah. that's what they're called right, right they're very big yeah i don't know how to it's get work. them well yeah and so anna got them for all of the ladies in our play there was a plot point in and the she play got the boys in. chinese stress balls that's funny it was very funny well done oh no oh no <laughs> friend of the pod like very good friend of the pod she came on before we were legit that's how much you know she loves us and we love her she's gonna come back on a lot of people want to come on as like couples which i think is fun i love that i would love to have her and nick on yeah how fun would that be so fun great done settled i hope you guys are excited for when we have these people on and don't just talk to each other about having them on um who did you relate to in this episode i i mean like miranda because she wasn't really in it no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's funny. Hark back to Charlotte. Um, Miranda wasn't really in it. She wasn't. Um, Carrie probably because this week I felt very Carrie. Like yeah. I got very invested very quickly in a human, and then it came and bite me in the ass, and I was like immediately like running around in my head like, I like and I you wrote about it too, which was very Carrie. No, I was like, I'm going to talk about it on my... Oh, well, I did have this moment where I was like, well, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's sort of the 20 years later, 10 years younger version of Carrie. It's like, I got... I am like doing that, you know, you're welcome. (laughs) I'm martyring myself and my heart... (laughs) For this podcast. For this podcast. (laughs) But I was like, fuck this guy. He ended up being like such a dickwad, an asshat, if you will. And I was like, you know what? First of all, I did 90 minutes of flywheel and then I was like, I'm over it. And then, which I was. Listen, and fucking endorphins. I wrote it out, Endorphins baby. make you happy, and happy people don't, don't kill, kill their, their husbands. husbands. Um, Lately Blonde. <laughs> right there. <laughs> She's there on the wall. She's on the wall. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it. And I was like, wow, I feel so much. Well, I also realized, not really this episode, but that I very quickly felt like I went carried to Miranda. Like, mm. when I am, like, succeeding mm-hmm. romantically, like, I have someone that I'm interested in or, like, things are going well, I'm, like, very romantic and I'm very, like, right. imagining our life together and, like, very, move very quickly in my head. Like, I wouldn't actually, like, 
I'm not, not that, with them but no, no, in no. your head but it's like, like yeah I, I get like people that. do well it's exciting to you get caught up in like the art the, the possibilities you yes know? Uh, yes and then immediately as soon as it went south I was like I'm Miranda so I was like that was really interesting to me yeah um, how like also how much I thought maybe and this I think obviously is because we have this podcast but how, how much, much I was like thinking about sex in the city, in the city mm, and totally. how it reminded me of sex in the city and even with an, a situation in the past um this is really a, a lot about my dating life right now I love it um I have more questions for you so yeah, yeah. like months ago like a month like a month or two ago when I when I had that guy who like ran into his ex at the bar i was like this will be great for the podcast i was like carrie wrote about it in her right you know post it's actually very similar right and but like the 2017 version and i got really excited about the fact that carrie bradshaw would have no fucking idea what a podcast is i know but i think she would love it i think she would um what else do you have um have you ever gone on a first date where there's been like something where you were like oh i'm not gonna be able to date this person no yes guy asked me how singing works oh like yikes. and i almost like whipped out the music man and was like okay i need you to say ice cream ice cream say ice cream ice cream now down here ice cream talk slow ice cream there you go that's singing <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm cu- i'm cured from not being able to sing and i went i gotta go feed and my I'm cat and then i left and then you left um who did you resonate with? I resonated with, I, I guess I would maybe say, I don't know. I don't know. That, I was going to say Charlotte and then I was going to say Carrie. I don't know that I felt really specifically like I lived experience with any of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, the path that I have taken through the dating world really doesn't re- represent, it's not, I haven't really like dated in a traditional way. Right. That's a lot at all. Like I haven't really gone on many first dates except with literally two people. So yeah, I, I don't have like a wealth of dating experience to draw from. And so some of this feels a little foreign to me, Yeah, but I loved Charlotte's arc in this. I loved her. She goes for the thing, even when she's not sure about it. And it's it. mostly sexual with Charlotte. And it's mostly sexual, and it mostly pays off for her. And mm-hmm. she's like, she's actually, for someone who comes, who's given such a bad rap about being like, um, non-adventurous or not she's really brave about stuff and she's so straightforward about what she thinks and believes but she's willing to like grow and change which I think is so cool and I think I'm excited to watch her because I think she's the one who I'm inclined to give the least credit to and who surprises me most Mm -hmm. I think I'm definitely like firmly a Miranda lover and a Miranda identifier but I think Charlotte is my like sleeper fave cool I, I mean, it's hard. I, it's, I can't get into picking faves. It'll, it's going to it's gonna change and grow. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about it. I think we got to call it because my computer's at 4% battery. Amazing. And we got um, a show to see. Miss um, Bridget. Yes. How may we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter. Literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> uh at Mrs. Burt Macklin. You can find me on Instagram at Bridget M37. And Brooke, can you please tell me where I can find you? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, you know, in strong bursts right. throughout the week um, at Brooke underscore Wiseman. I had some bangers this week. Yeah, you did. You really did. <laughs> I was going hog on hog. Twitter. Whole hog. Whole hog uh, on Twitter this week. Um, and on Instagram at Brooke Wiseman, no underscore. 
and collectively that's it that's the full name you search brooke wiseman no <laughs> underscore and you'll find her no don't just collectively we are at splat podcast and follow Acast. download their app if you're interested because they have a ton of other cool content from all around the world and stuff like the, the bling on different podcasts they're amazing look them up also email us. us email us we're gonna be real um at splat podcast at gmail.com i guess that's not yay yeah that's it um this episode is sponsored by Oh Hello because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we watched it and it's amazing. Uh, I've seen it the full thing twice now, which is... The, just the Netflix? Yeah. Although I've also seen most of the 90 Second Street Y one with John Oliver, which was... I haven't was, seen that one oh, yet. Oh, it's basically a whole other Netflix special. Okay. I've got to watch that later. Alex was watching it alone in the living room the other weekend mm-hmm. and he was just laughing so loudly I to himself. I love them so much. The worst date I've ever been on. Was at Oh Hello. That was a crazy fucking date. I forgot about that day. Um, This is a guy who, I guess we can talk about this really quick before we end, right? Sure. Um, Why not end with a good dating story? So this guy was a friend of a friend and we like started texting. I forget how. Oh, I had sent him a Facebook message like years ago. I had just broken up with my long-term boyfriend and was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to send this text. Exactly. And he was like, oh my God, this went into my secret inbox. Like I didn't see it. And I was like, oh my God, it's meant to be. Yep. And we were texting. He's an amazing yeah. texter. And you, yeah. You ta- You had like way good vibes. Such good vibes. Turns out. Tur- he came into the city and we were like, let's go see Oh Hello. And I was like, I'm so excited. Seems like a hard date to fuck up too because you're going to go watch a funny show. 90 minutes. Immediately upon seeing him, I'm like, oh my God, there's literally no physical connection here. Uh oh. He ends up being the most, the worst, the biggest douchebag I've ever met. Uh, he, we finished Oh Hello and he was like, that was so esoteric. And I was like, excuse me. And so, like, Gil Faison has this whole thing about how he loves raccoons and he calls them raccoons. raccoons. And I also, like, love raccoons. And he was like, he literally said to me, I really doubted your, like, sense of humor and intelligence because he thought the raccoon bit was funny. And then he asked to stay in my apartment. What a fucking dick. He uh, he called me rude so many times. And then asked to stay in your place. Did stay in my place. And then called me out on like my toothpaste. I was like, oh, you don't use Tom toothpaste, but you're so bougie. And I was like, who are we? Fuck you. What is happening? Can you believe people like that really exist and really think that behavior is okay? I can't. This has been flat. <laughs> the podcast. Where me, Brooke. <laughs> I just said where me, Brooke. That's so and funny. Me, and me, Bridget. Freaky Friday ourselves. Whoa. All right. Okay. We love you. Bye. Thanks for waiting for this episode to come out late. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.